Welcome to episode 84 of the Adelan Rising podcast, where your hosts, Saren, Lynn, and Adam. In today's episode, we discuss Celestial Messiah number one, Empire X-Men number two, Empire number four, and Fantastic Four number 22. Lots to cover today, guys. Yeah, these books keep coming thick and fast. Do we have any news to start with? Let's see, we've got the uh, Marvel Future Fight update coming, which kind of looks like a disappointment the more you see. It's one Mm. new character, you get Thane, and then it looks like only Black Bolt, Medusa, and Ms. Marvel are getting updated. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer when the rest of the uh, Inhumans are... Way more fun. In desperate need of an update. That too. Because they stink in this game. I don't play, like very competitively but my crystal does a really good job oh, crystal is good it's it's the rest that really needed help yeah i mean moon girl's fun and a great concept but she she needs a boost she needs a boost karnak and gorgon need a boost we need triton period i would i would like to have um some other inhumans as well i would like to have at least i mean we now have as many inhumans as x-men so i would like to see like iso and reader God, just imagine if Reader, Reader was in the game. Reader would be fun, right? Yeah, Reader would be pretty cool. Although, uh, how would you, how would you like work out the way he plays? You'd find a way. I mean, <laughs> I would be just really cool to restart a level, like hit a button, like you mess up and die, like die, and you just hit a button and restart a level. Yeah, That'd that's be true. Cool. He would have yeah. a dog. That's all I care about. <laughs> that too. We love Fori, <laughs> but they're adding Dazzler, who looks awesome. I do like that. I, I certainly hope there's a good bonus for putting her and Black Bolt on the same team. Oh my god, is there gonna be a roller skating team up between her and Moon Girl? <laughs> that would be adorable. Wouldn't it? That'd be brilliant. Because she is in her roller skate outfit. That's what wow. I'm saying. They wow. need to have a roller skate team up bonus between her and Moon Girl. If they don't, I am gonna like riot. <laughs> Just have like a like a disco scene. That'd it needs so cool. to happen. Disco level. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Oh, the the beta for the Avengers game is out. Um, I heard that that is fun as hell, especially um, the, the apparently the most fun characters of the ones to play um, are Cap, uh, Ms. Marvel, and Widow. Yeah, from what I've seen, it looks really cool. I love how they did Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking I I, I can't get a PS4, but I may be downloading it and playing it on PC. Yeah, I think that's what I do. But I mean, it's like. It's like fifty pounds to pre-order it at the moment, and I'm kind of like not entirely sure I want to drop that amount of money on a game. But right, I'm kind of mad that you know Spidey is only exclusive to PS4, but I also kind of understand why. But I feel like they shouldn't have put Spidey in the game to begin with. He's got his own damn game. They they should have saved and and he's got his own heartbreaking game. (laughs) That was my rant. I'm very excited for the game though. Like I'll I'll probably be getting it for sure. Yeah, it's just the price tag for me. I think um, £50 is quite expensive for a game. I'm not used to spending that amount of money on a game. Anyway, should we move on to comic books? Because we have four great comic books to... uh, Well, I say four great comic books. Let's review the four comic books that we've got. (laughs) Yes. All right, let's start with Lords of Empire, Celestial Messiah, number one. The writer is Alex Pacnado. Artist, Alec Linz. Color artist, Matt Yackey. Letterer, Ariana Marr. Cover, Joshua Cassara and Dean White. Graphic designer, Carlos Lau. 
editor Darren Shan and executive editor Tom Brevoort. Some new names we are not familiar with. L- lots of people that are we really haven't ever reviewed on this podcast. I know Alex Pacnadel wrote Friendo, which is supposed to be really good, but I've never read it. It's the first time I'm seeing Alec Linz. Welcome aboard to Marvel, guys and girls for Ariana. Although we we Ariana um, lettered something else recently, so she's cool. In Empire, she did another Empire issue. She did Captain America. That's right, because she did the all the fancy sound effects. Oh yes, <laughs> she did a good job on that. This one brings all the family drama and the feels. Koi goes on his root quest, which is hijacked by a psychic projection by Mantis. She does her best to convince her son to abandon this quest of revenge, but is ultimately unsuccessful. It ends with the real Mantis on her way back to Earth, giving the Avengers the okay to kill Koi if she can't get there in time to stop him. Some real tough love for Mom. This one had a lot of flashbacks to Mantis's history, and I loved the switch in art style between the current day events and the flashbacks, because it's all done by Alex Linz. Kudos to him. Yeah, and until you actually said that, uh, and before we start recording this episode, I didn't realize it was one single artist. I thought it was two different artists. I actually so kind of thought better. they were taking from older issues, like in the recent Spider-Man series, they had taken uh, pages from an older issue. I kind of almost thought that maybe that was sort of the case here, but apparently not. Alex Linz, artist to watch, guys. It, it takes a lot of skill to be able to switch between two completely different art styles. Because I know I did fl- actually flip back when I was reading, like, who's the other artist? I'm like, oh. It's Same guy. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad this one really got into how messed up Mantis and the Swordsman history is. Yeah. Are we going to say it's Carol Danvers' Avengers 200 levels of messed up? In the Avengers' reluctance to get involved in anybody's bad decisions, I'm going to say yeah. Because, yeah. you know, your boyfriend just dies in your arms and is immediately revived as a plant zombie. And you're going to marry him that second. Somebody should have stood up and gone... Excuse me. I, I think you're not in the right place right now. <laughs> Let's yeah. take a step back, reconsider the situation. This is weird. <laughs> yes, let's you're just, not wrong. Let's just go back to Avengers Mansion, just chill out a little bit and just kind of, you know, see what actually happened here. Let's get to know the zombie a little. <laughs> see what he really wants. There's it, a couple of lines in there that was just a little bit weird, which was like uh, Mantis basically going... Oh, he smelt the same. He sounded the same. For all intents and purposes, he was the same person. And I'm just like, oh boy. This was a red flag. Big red flag. You were distraught and you were taken advantage of. She she literally says, I didn't have any time to grieve. And I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 And it's pretty clear that he is not the swordsman, even though the Avengers treat him like he is. He is the eldest Katati. In this body with these memories, and even the Katati don't like him anymore because now he's contaminated. So now he's really cranky. He's a little bit broken now. Just a little. I did like the flashbacks to Mantis and Koi trying to live as humans in the little suburb. Yeah, it I was thought very they were quite sweet cool. with his little swordsman outfit. <laughs> he was yeah. so cute. It's like he the was. argument with the, the other kid that had the Captain America suit. Is like You can't be Captain America too. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to go very, very poorly, but he turned it around. Yep. Yeah. Right up until he turned into a tree. <laughs> yeah. And then his mother had to go and use her empathy powers. On literally all of the kids. All of the kids, because Mantis really isn't great at the ethics of empathic, empathic. powers. 
Can you have a chat with Swain? <laughs> I think I think their their moral compasses are somewhat different. Um, yes. Well... Yes, and Akoida actually brings that up in the issue. A little flashback to Road to War of Kings and Guardians of the Galaxy that we discussed in episode 71, where Mantis manipulated the Guardians into forming a team. Which in itself, I mean, at the time, because uh, I think that was kind of the first time reading The Road to War of Kings for me, and it was kind of very much against everything I'd kind of known about Mantis, which, as I said in the last, uh, the last episode of our uh, Empire reviews, was kind of very much based upon the Guardians of the Galaxy version of her, which isn't really particularly accurate to the comic book version at all. Yeah, very different, no. very different character. No. Oh no, she's a completely different character. She's yeah. she's very much more naive and innocent. And she's not human in Guardians of the Galaxy. Koi is uh Koi's pretty messed up. Yeah. And and rude to his mother. Yeah. He, he literally tried to kill his own mother. That's just like But it wasn't really her, it was just a projection. It was her consciousness in, in there. So... Yeah, but she is still alive and on her ship. So she Yes, exactly. Yeah. She was projecting. Which again was kind of, you know, it was kind of suggested that that was put all the way in back in sort of like Guardians of the Galaxy run. But now I'm a little, I'm a little confused because she had that projection plant body, but is her actual body on the ship a plant too or no? Yes, it because is. She's now green. She says in the uh, one of, before one of the flashbacks or during one of the flashbacks that when she married the eldest Kotati and they went on their honeymoon, he just made her a new plant body. Oh yeah. So she she's green. Anybody green, you have to watch now. We'll get to that in Empire Number Four. <laughs> Big reveals. But she's green. She is part plant now. Plant or all plant. So my question is, where's her old body, and how is she not able? To, like how how do they not control her? What has she done to break free of that? Because you would think as an empath, they would be easier. To, she would be easier to ma- manipulate that. The the control only ever like they they seem to be able to switch and switch on and off the control as we we might be able to discuss in empire 4 it doesn't seem to be like a like an all-encompassing thing i don't know i mean maybe maybe you guys disagree but that was kind of my take is that they kind of flick it on and off although also she's she's herself in this body it's not someone else in her body that's why yeah that's why but i I thought this kind of gave quite a nice little bit backstory i i mean Mm -hmm. It was it was a good issue. Don't get me wrong. I just felt like it was uh, it was very much more the backstory of this guy. I think it actually did much more for Mantis than it did for for yes. uh, for Koi. Oh yeah, I agree. And uh, it was really nice to see like the the Road to War of Kings stuff. You know, coming out of uh, coming out of Annihilation when they were setting up the Guardians of the Galaxy team, which we you know we which we kind of reviewed previously. That was really nice to see, and I really loved the deep cuts in this episode uh, issue even. <laughs> The other thing I was going to mention is the um, is the fact that there was some stuff going all the way back to like Avengers issue twenty, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. massive deep cuts. It was it was very well done. I greatly enjoyed this issue. Are we going to give it lock jaws? I personally would give it give it probably a four out of five lock jaws. Uh, yeah, four out of five lock jaws. I'm going four point five lock jaws. I'm going to go with a four point five. So uh, well, you you guys are ruining it this time. You you're the ones giving it the decimal. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to Empire X Men Two, written by a combination of Jerry Duggan, Ben Percy, and Leah Williams? Artist was Lucas Wernick. Color artist was Nolan Woodward. 
Letterer was Clayton Cowles. Cover was Stephen Segovia and Sonny Go. And the graphic designer was Tom Muller. I don't think there was a huge amount happening in this issue. Horticulture made their reappearance. In this case, they kind of used pheromones to quite amusing effects on Angel and Multiple Man, kind of making them do whatever they wanted, which included singing Neil Diamond. <laughs> They're also collecting samples of the Katati, which was interesting, because, I mean, where have we seen that before? A group of people huh. collecting samples mm. of beings. Also, I will add that Horticulture are the most annoying groups of people I've ever encountered in comic books. They had so much potential, and now they're literally, like, just annoying people. <laughs> they, It's like nobody can figure out how to write old ladies. Yeah. Just watch a few episodes of Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. How hard but, uh, is that? I mean, they could they could have been, like, the best villains ever. They could have been, yeah, absolutely. They could have been absolutely hysterical. And I, I get that they were kind of written to try and be that, but... I don't not, feel like they've grasped that. Something's not right. Especially with old ladies that edit themselves because I, I don't know a single grandma that ever holds back on the swear words. <laughs> mine used to. When when me and my brother were very young, mine used to hold back. As soon as we reached the age which we started swearing, she would be like a sailor. She'd just be swearing every other sentence. It's great. <laughs> But uh, I mean, this this issue just kind of feeds on from from Empire X Men One. You know, they've kind of got the zombies. They've got a Katati there. Magic amusingly summons from demons from Limbo, which which is pretty good. Uh, I love Magic; she's a great character. The Katati kind of take root in Genosha, so Magic kind of ends up summoning a team of psychics who manage to get to uh, Genosha via a Krakoa gate. It, Fantastic Four issue twenty two is very risky to put a gate down. Uh, whilst the Katati are around. Also, Tom Cassidy created a baby Groot version of himself, and I thought it was the best thing in this issue. <laughs> Literally the best thing. I did love him. <laughs> yeah. However... And Angel's reaction to him. <laughs> uh... <laughs> can, I, can I just say that whilst this was the best thing about Tom Cassidy in this issue, the flip side of that was they still do not know how to write him. And this frustrated the crap out of me because for some reason he went between being a Cockney and being Scottish. And as we know, he's an Irish character and it just felt like you could kind of see that it was written by two different people and it was a little bit frustrating. And then the other thing was how many swear words does one comic book need? Uh, There was loads of like explicit, you know, the explicit text. I really didn't find the writing did it for me this issue. I'm 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 sorry to the guys that wrote this, but it was it felt like it was um kind of pushing the comedy a bit too much. It kind of felt very overdone and it felt like a filler issue. And this is the first book I think of the Dawn of X books that just yeah, I was just like meh. I I don't I don't feel like it ties into Empire enough. Yeah, it it's This could be like kind of... any plant people attacking them. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we kind of mentioned last week with um, X-Men 11 where it didn't tie in at all, but it had the Katati feature just as a you know fact that they were there. But that was kind of apart from it enough that you, you it followed a plot by itself. Whereas this one, it's trying to tie to it, but it's just like, well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I think it was just the fact that it was done. Um, I think Sarah said it last last week. There's issues that were probably done prior to COVID hitting, and this was probably one of them. Yeah, no, it really, for 
a thing about plant people invading Earth. It doesn't make a big enough deal of that to me. Especially when the X-Men are currently on a island. Where everything they have is plants. The computer is a plant. Do they do they not kind of get that? I mean, especially when the fact that they raise a Krakoa gate, when Wolverine literally states in Fantastic Four 22, which we will come on to, that they shouldn't raise a Krakoa gate in New York due to the fact that Katati are so close because Krakoa is made of a plant. Wolverine explicitly mentions that. <laughs> it's, it's like, are, are the comics out of order? Are we missing like one key comic here? That makes the connection. Uh, I don't know, or maybe like the 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 two teams, the X Men team and the Slot and Ewing, are are miscommunicating. I don't know. Which would be weird because they're the ones that I think have communicated most. Because Dan Slot is also helping write the main Empire title. Right, and Al Ewing's been on um, X Men Zooms. It just it just seems very very odd. But yeah, I don't want to I don't want to dwell on it. I think this one for me. If we're going to give it Lockheed's, I'd probably only give it like a two and a half out of five. It just didn't do it for me at all. Yeah, I'd give it a three Lockheed's. Let's move on to Empire number four. There is a lot to unpack in this one. There, There is a lot going on in Empire number four. Just like there's been a lot going on in every Empire issue so far. The writers are Al Ewing and Dan Slott. Script by Al Ewing. Artist Valerio Shidi. Color artist Marte Gracia. Letterer Joe Caramagna, cover by Jim Chung and Guru EFX, graphic designer Carlos Lau, and editor Tom Brevoort. This week's issue has two shocking reveals, so major spoiler alert going into this discussion. Teddy, or is he, has decided to step up as emperor and make the hard decision to deploy the pyre in case Black Panther fails defending Wakanda from the Katadi invasion. Carol and company aren't on board with that, so they're teleported away by the witch Morgun. While T'Challa agonizes over his decision not to salt the Earth to keep it out of the Katati's hands, the Thing, She-Hulk, Invisible Woman, and Mantis confront Koi and the Swordsman. Mantis's appeal to her son's better nature falls on deaf ears, and we come to our first big reveal. Jen is dead, killed by the Katati, and what they see now is her reanimated corpse. It's also deduced by Wiccan that Teddy, the Teddy that unleashed the pyre, isn't really Teddy. He knows his husband. Yeah, that's right. His husband. They got married. They got married. Sneaky guys got married. Ah. Young Avengers cameo. And excuse me, did Scarlet Witch not get invited? Mm, maybe not. Oh, is Wiccan going to be in trouble? <laughs> I'm glad that they did that. It's a matter of when. So I'm thinking it happened probably prior to Strike Force or during Strike Force. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Teddy took advantage of that one hour he had before having to go to the ship and they ran to a wedding chapel. Yeah, I think it's more likely that it happened during this event. So, She-Hulk. Yeah, I, I want to know what's going to happen there because of what's going on in Immortal Hulk. Well, looks like she's going to be coming back through the green door because it's confirmed that she's dead. Tr- really and truly dead. And it's just a Katati controlling her right now. And why did they pick her? Because she green. she's green. Oh, shit. So now you have to watch any green character. Let's Which is just point out that scroll. <laughs> every scroll is green. But check their oh. eyes because their eyes is a telltale. Well, to be fair, they, they only seem to do that like shine J.J. Abrams lens flare kind of thing when they're actively being controlled. 
Yeah. Alright, so here's a question. But does the Katari have yeah, Teddy? Or does a, the Katari or is it a scroll who has Teddy? I think it's his grandma. Yeah, I okay. think it's his grandma. I think too. it's Raquel masquerading as him because she would at least have some of the same genes in order to fool the hammer. Yeah. And it and it was literally mentioned that she was doing off some thing. Yeah. Uh, like ritual yeah. or something. That's just the perfect excuse for her to be locking Teddy away somewhere on the ship and her taking his place. Yeah, exactly. I just kind of think, I, I think that she's going to be the, the person that drives this now. Morgan, how how do you say it? Was she, was she, is she Scree or is she Crawl? Or Scrawl? She's or, both. She's both. Okay, right. She's both. Okay, good. She's a hybrid. She knows something's up. And she actually seems to be helping. Yeah. Yeah, the, the fact that they sent those guys to uh, to Wiccan. Yeah. Oh, 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 all I had was a teleportation spell ready. <laughs> uh, Weird. Damn. I couldn't blast them. No. I need prep time. Straight to the <laughs> apartment where Wiccan lives. Amazing. <laughs> I like her. Clearly she's working with Teddy, so which is good. This issue was fun. I, I, I really enjoyed Empire. I've so enjoyed Empire up to now. Uh, Teddy going by Doric the Eighth. Yeah, which is, I think, another hint that it's Grandma, not him, because Doric the Seventh was her husband, and he was that she dick. really couldn't stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we mentioned it in the last last uh, Empire episode, and it was just it just she just heckled him the whole time. It was great. I need to go back and read that issue. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> all those issues. Clerk's hypnosis power to give you the old tiny scroll eyes. I will say this. If you look at how Javier Rodriguez draws scrolls, he draws them with those eyes all the time. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And, and Clerk's always good value. <laughs> yeah. Whenever yeah. he appears, he's always great value. Um, uh, What about uh, Reed and Tony? What's going on there? Oh, Tony's still sad. He's so sad. But he's built, but he's built... himself a Fantastic Four suit. Yes. <laughs> which was my favorite bit of this issue. It was so good. I, is he I love that. the Avengers to be an F4 member? Does he feel left out? No, he, he I mean, I, I I would hope that he's kind of like gonna gonna put Reed in the suit and then oh, I just uh, A stretchy, just so stretchy Iron Man suit. Wouldn't that be so cool? Yeah. Oh, it would. <laughs> I just yeah, love it the would. fact that I love the fact that he's building a Fantastic Four suit. I I don't know if it's been done before. I'd have to go back through Iron Man stuff, but this is such a cool thing. I know that I know that Tony's built suits for various other various other members of like Avengers or whatever, but yeah, to do it with the Fantastic Four. I love. If he's building Reed a, a, an updated suit, he needs to give Rhodey an updated suit. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Forget that. No, no. Reed, Reed gets the new suit. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or Tony's just invited himself onto the Fantastic Four. Which is far more likely to me. Like, I, I totally see Tony doing that. I'm a member of this team now. And Reed being like, what the fuck? Excuse me, I hand out Fantastic Four suits. Right? I absolutely wouldn't be mad about that. <laughs> what, but, Tony inviting himself on the team? I, just him, yeah, him being a Fantastic Four member would just, yeah, that that would make my, that would make this event. But I, I think it's more likely that it's going to be made for Reed. Not entirely sure why yet, but Reed seems to be the one that, this is more slightly more focused on just the fact that Iron Man is in such a funk that I think Reed's going to snap. You know, he's going to be the one to do. He's just too sad to fight. Exactly, and he's but he's still got that cool T-shirt on. Uh, can we <laughs> talk about T'Challa's narration here because I kind of dug yeah. it. That was ominous. I I really thought he was going to do it for a few minutes. Yeah, 
Yeah, I wonder what's going to end up there. I don't know, but but T'Challa is a good ruler, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think his reasoning near the end was, listen, if if I destroy Wakanda to keep them from getting the vibranium, they're just going to go somewhere else. In this one, we can see that the Scree aren't quite a team yet. <laughs> they're, they're all backstabbing each other already. I, I think the fact that you've got like so many different players now at the top, I think you've got more scree- uh, more scroll uh, the scrolls like involved at the top of it now than you have like anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I think that's pretty telling. Um, I think it's likely to be the scrolls that are behind a lot of it, but I just find it amusing that the Katati can potentially mask themselves as scrolls, or they can take scrolls' bodies without it making look. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Making it look too weird. So I kind of wonder if this is almost like Secret Invasion 2.0, except the uh, you know the Katati are uh, trying to it's, in, it's infiltrate the scrolls the, getting the scrolls. it now, not the uh, humans. Yeah, which would be quite quite ironic, really. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, that that would be a nice that would be Jessica a nice. Jessica Drew is laughing as we speak. I can hear her laughter going. Ha, fuckers! That's Jessica <laughs> Drew is saying right now. Probably also Bobby. I mean, like for uh, for Al Ewing, that would it wouldn't surprise me one bit because he's just oh, no. taken from so yeah. many different parts now that it's like the whole of Marvel history is just just you know pickings for Blown him. He's just going into, into our it. Faces. Yeah, it's great. It would be so good. This is why I love Al Ewing because he takes stuff from like sixty years ago that everyone's forgotten, and then you're like, oh shit! And that's where Tom Brevoort comes in because the guy's a walking Marvel encyclopedia. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we go back to like you know. He Celestial is Messiah. the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> in yeah, why didn't form. he write that book? <laughs> He's the one who heavily edited it with uh, Wade, and then I don't know the fact that Javier Rodriguez drew that whole series and didn't get an Eisner for it. Like, still kills me to this day. <laughs> Speaking of handbooks, there's an Empire handbook out. I need to get that. Which I've got, and I'm, I briefly flicked through before this episode was recording, and it's it's really good. It's uh, drinking from the fire hose of Marvel history. <laughs> it's like actual pages from the handbook of the Marvel Universe. It's mostly text. It is literally like, you know, you get the encyclopedias as well, which they publish every year. It's literally like that. It's 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 really good. It's good fun if you want to get some like background information on characters in the Marvel Universe. Can we talk about how Swordsman needs an ass kicking by Mantis? Oh, oh my. So Stand down, woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she better be the one to deliver his ass kicking. I hope so. In a combine harvester, preferably. <laughs> that that was just. I I feel like with when you look at the Celestial Messiah book as well, Swordsman is like just totally. He's a dick, basically. <laughs> well, the Katadi Swordsman is. Um, Katadi and their form of communication telepathic. Yeah, Katadi are telepathic. With each other, which is kind of, I think I mentioned uh, mentioned last episode, I was wondering whether they almost have like a hive mind. Well, there have been studies, there have been studies that show that plants can't communicate with each other. And apparently the smell of fresh cut grass is uh, the grass signaling that it's in distress. Talking about fun science facts, Lynn, you were telling me the other day about gamma rays being used used to induce mutations in plants. That is true. Back in the 1960s, there were gamma gardens <laughs> where they would actually plant Plants in a ring around a source of gamma rays as sort of the shotgun method of genetic engineering. They would just blast them with gamma rays and what, see what happened. What happened? Well, so, sometimes they grew tumors. 
Sometimes they died, and sometimes there were beneficial mutations. So, so basically, what they found was, is gamma rays gonna gamma ray? Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like this is, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I don't feel like this is something that happened particularly often in the UK, <laughs> because... Y- you guys went all in on the yes. on the like on the gamma ray Atomic research, age. The radiation. Yes, like the the UK wasn't a big part of that. We 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 did a little bit, but Christ, you you made yeah. fruit from it. That's just yes. The red star ruby red grapefruit is a product of those experiments, and it's the breed of grapefruit that's most commonly grown in Texas. And it's disgusting. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I guess the moral of the story is don't piss off your grapefruit. Right. <laughs> I just I just don't understand why you would do that. Like, because why like, not? I well I I mean I mean okay right let me let me put it another way. The banana is already a product of like thousands of years of like genetic changes in you know for human uh what am I trying to say? Intervention. Yeah, so if, from human intervention. Like if you look at a banana from a thousand years ago, it's like full of seeds and all that kind of crap. Now it's not. And it's just like, I feel like you do that and then you just fire gamma rays into it. It just seems really yeah. reckless. <laughs> really reckless. It takes too well, long, man. Evolution <laughs> takes too long. Let's just blast it with gamma rays. <laughs> and whatever happens, happens. Well, at least that's so, one thing that came out of the uh, the Cold War. I mean, that's one, one <laughs> beneficial thing. So now we got plants hanging out inside a, a pretty big source of gamma rays. <laughs> yeah, we're just seeing what fruit comes out of it. That's, Let's see, you know, what, what? what happens with this. <laughs> oh dear! I wonder what happens when we put like a, an animal in there, and that and this is how you get giant bugs. It's how you get like the fly. <laughs> I just uh, that baffled me when when we spoke about it, and I was just like, "Wow, wow!" I I didn't realize they broke off pieces of Ben. I missed that. Yeah, I don't like it. When people break pieces off of Ben, because yeah, it, it that, that's his body, guys. I I it's always forget that he's squishy on the inside, mm. and then some, he gets punched and a punk falls off, and it's like, oh my god, because he, he's like a yeah. giant scab. Oh, you oh. know, not to get gross, but yeah. oh, uh, you're you're already there now. We're already there. <laughs> that was very. I love gross. Ben, and people should just be nice to him. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's such a he's such a nice, wholesome character that just like when shit like hap- that happens to him, it's just like no, don't do it to him. Hasn't he been through enough? He's got two kids at home now. He's Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, and what kids they are! Oh boy. Yeah. So, speaking of those kids, Fantastic Four twenty two. You had <laughs> one job. Is that what it's really called? That's the title. Yeah. You had one job. <laughs> Yeah, come on, Wolverine. You had one job. <laughs> the writer is Dan Slott. Artists Paco Medina and Sean Isaacs. Color artist Marcio Menez and Jesus Arbatov. Letterer Joe Caramagna. Cover by Nick Bradshaw and jo- John Rauch. And the graphic designer is Carlos Lau. We had one job. God damn it, Wolverine. But when last we left the Fantastic Four, the auxiliary Fantastic Four members, Spider-Man and Wolverine, showed up, and Wolverine promptly stabbed the little scroll girl, Nakala. While Alicia, Franklin, and Valeria rushed Nakala to the Fantastic Four's medical bay, 
Wolvie, Spidey, Sky, and Joven are left to hold off the Dark Harvest, who have come for Joven's great secret. The plans for an Omniwave generator. Not content with just the plans, they infiltrate four Yancey Street to claim the Kala and are repelled by two more former Fantastic Four members, Ghost Rider and Hulk. Really a bluff by the kids using image inducers. Pretty good. Despite the hero's efforts, the Dark Harvest escape with their intel and Joven. Back in the medical bay, Val and Franklin get a pep talk over the phone from Dad. The Fantastic Four summoning device only called for two members because that was all that was needed to make a Fantastic Four. I love that. I absolutely love yeah. that. It was so good. I, I I love how four is always is just the optimal number. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Just to like average it out. Like, okay, what 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 four makes the best Fantastic Four this time? Right. Yeah, Val- Valeria, Franklin, Wolverine, and Spider Man. I was kind of hoping we'd get Crystal or something because I don't think the plants would be ready for Crystal. I'm just yeah, but saying. we don't know where she is. I know, and it bothers me. So. What is up with Nicola having memories of Alicia? Yeah. That poor little kid, by the way. She is yeah. she's not happy about fighting, it turns out. Nope. No. She's but tired. She, she's got a lot of memories of Alicia. And if we go back to the previous issue, it was pointed out that both Joven and Nicola have the collective memories of their people. So whose memories does she have? It's weird. Because if you go to the Empire Handbook and you go to the scroll page, there is one scroll who's missing. And there's a lot of scrolls on there. We even get like Rava from Black Bolt. But yeah. Lija Laserfist has been omitted. And Lija, I think, probably had more appearances than any scroll per issue. You know. And she did meet meet Alicia very briefly in like one frame in Fantastic Four, and then they like as far as I can tell, didn't mention it again. So I think that's the only scroll that Alicia's met because when she was a captive of the scrolls, she was in suspended animation. So what scroll was she buddy buddy with? Could it have been someone during Secret Invasion, potentially? Could have been. Who knows? Could it have been Spider Woman? And I only ask this, it's probably not. This is me going back to um Spider Island tie in because um and actually um one of Jess's very first appearances. Um, because um, back in Marvel team-up, um, Hydra got a hold of Alicia and gave her Jessica's powers, except Alicia actually turned into a spider. Yes, she did. And then later on, um, Jess had, they had to use Alicia's blood because she was immune to the spider virus that turned everyone into spiders during the Spider Island event, and Jess had to go save her. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. And I'm probably pulling things and wearing my big tinfoil hat, and I know I'm wrong, but it's interesting. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine got their Fantastic Four costumes. That was great. Pop out little drawers. Yeah. Yes. I I think we've seen those suits before because they were on the cover of uh, Fantastic Four 21, I want to say. But it it was so good. The fact that Wolverine, like, um, his Fantastic Four bit is like an X, and then Spider-Man's is like the web pattern yeah uh, i thought they were really nice touches i'd know i'd never it, thought i'd appreciate wolverine in blue <laughs> it kind of designates them as auxiliary members because they don't get a four <laughs> they get their own little symbol yeah you're, you're not a full member you're just a you're temporary you're just a and then and then obviously valeria and franklin then got their fours uh, i thought that was really good yes and poor spidey he is his feelings are so hurt 
and that he wasn't invented so, at Ben's wedding. Rightfully so. His feelings, he absolutely should be hurt by that. Come on, guys, you didn't invite you didn't invite Spidey to your no, that's not cool. He was he was, he was outside the bubble. He wasn't allowed in the bubble. He had to, he had to protect Manhattan. This is also the issue. I just want to point out, this is the issue where Wolverine was like, no, we can't raise a, raise a Krakoa portal because the Katati. And then this is literally just as I'd read um, the the actual X-Men tie-in book. And I was like, why is this so disjointed? <laughs> why Is, is oh. Dan Slott like, not privy to some it or what? Uh, but if you go back to Empire 4, the Swordsman and Koi... They they use, use a Krakoa exactly gate. a Krakoa gate. It's got the red yeah. splotches on it. It's obviously a Krakoa gate. So we're missing it's an issue just, somewhere. Yeah, it's very confusing. It's very confusing. Uh, I mean, it, it is a minor detail, but I would like to know why the hell that they're using Krakoa gates, unless they've already they've already somehow manipulated Krakoa and they just don't know it yet. The other thing I liked about Wolverine was the fact that he had to kind of like wrestle the the little kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like he was like, how long do you know? How long does he have to hold this kid for? Oh no, that was one of the Katai, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and, and poor Sky getting a bag full of poison thorns. Yeah, that that's something yeah. new from the yeah. Katai. And we honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Sky, but she is good for getting reactions from the other characters. So if, if you're not up on your recent Fantastic Four storylines, they they ended up on a planet of knockoff and humans, <laughs> and. Johnny ended up with a soulmate who came with him to Earth. It, it, it's a weird story that retconned the origin of the Fantastic Four. You know, it wasn't really Reed's fault that everybody got blasted with the cosmic rays. It was the fault of these other guys out on this planet. They did it to them. So you know, Reed's been going around with guilt for all these years that it's his fault they all got changed and it really wasn't him. That's good. That's good. At least he's At least he's like, you know, Less vilified now. Oh, but Sky, Sky, and everybody, you know, soulmate. What <laughs> is this crystal all over again? Is the you know, the usual reaction? Yeah, and 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 Spidey's reaction to this, like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> he, he just wanted to get all the information on it. It was great. He's just like such a gossip. Explain. He's like, he's like <laughs> screw the screw these plant people coming after these kids. What the hell is with Johnny having a soulmate? <laughs> You know, you know the you know the other thing we talk about uh, Wolverine wrestling with the with Joe Venn, um, mm. but obviously the fact that Joe Venn won't accept Nakala dying like any other way than by his hand. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I kill her. Yeah. And then there's poor there's poor Nakala, and she's like, "I'm just tired. I don't mm. want to do this anymore." Yeah. Poor, poor kids. Poor kids. I can't wait for them to be officially adopted by Alicia <laughs> and Ben. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna be they're gonna be such good friends, aren't they? Oh. Like... Um, can we talk about Alicia being just the badass that she is and how she she totally knows Valeria? She can look and after herself. Yeah. And and she's like, yeah, no, that's not really Hulk and Ghost Rider. And then she's <laughs> like, hey, you're not gonna use that to like impersonate uh, me or Ben, yeah. are you? What's you, that, you, know? you? You will not be scanning me. I know you. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot be too trusted. Well. Too well. <laughs> and she, a little hint as to how important she's going to be in Empire. She got two whole pages in the handbook. Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah. Because she's blind, she's gonna know. I think there are gonna be things Alicia will be able to figure out that others won't because she maybe she's like got enhanced senses like Daredevil or something. I don't know. But 
I think he's going to know, be able to figure out things that others won't because. Well, I, th- I think he's already been suggested in like earlier Fantastic Four issues that she's got certain powers. So, so when you go back to like the first five issues of Fantastic Four on Dan Slot, and it's like Ben going to get the Puppet Master's uh, permission to ask Alicia in the handed man- marriage and that kind of stuff, and then Alicia subtly has a puppet um, of her stepfather. That wasn't ominous at all. So she, clearly, she's she she's got some abilities or some something about her that uh, that's kind of cool. But I don't think it's really been explored yet. Maybe she puppets the Katati. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. She just like comes. Yeah, she'd in have to make day. one though. Yeah, yeah. You have to use the clay. There was something I was thinking about that that Koi, um, technically speaking, could could just be another Katai because he seems more green than he did in the Celestial Messiah book. I don't know if that's just me. I don't know whether I'm just imagining it, but well, it could just be to an art difference. Yeah, true, true. If but... it was the same artist and colorist between the two books then i would i would be raising that same question adam yeah but with different artists i'm not i think it's 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 not it's, yeah that's fair enough but how many how many lock jaws are we going to give this issue 4.5 yeah i'd give it I a five out of five it. five out of five yeah. i enjoyed it a lot and i'm and this is me who i haven't been following the fantastic for all that much but i've been enjoying the hell out of this yeah i think dan slot is kind of like got back into his stride i think he's got back into it i think the first five or six issues up until ben and alicia's wedding were really good and then we kind of had the the arc in the middle there which kind of wasn't as great um dan slot's an interesting writer because he's he's kind of he's he's become a bit like the bendis of marvel at the moment if i can use that term which he had iron man he had uh, fantastic four both of which are real mainstays of the the marvel universe and having to write for both of them you know, up to two issues a month was 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 quite intense. I don't know what else he's been writing, actually, saying that. But uh, now, obviously, he's kind of helping with Empire. Uh, you know, I wonder how much influence he's had as well. I don't know. This definitely seems to be Al Ewing's game, but he's helping out. Yeah, but yeah, his his Silver Surfer was fantastic, though. Yeah, I I have never cried so hard at the end of a comic than Silver Surfer. I need to pick that up. I need some some cathartic reading then oh i i can't even you don't even have to worry about spoilers because i wouldn't be able to get the words out yeah i i heard that um another one that made might make you cry is um weird weird world by sam humphreys and mike del mundo you'll you'll that'll have you sobbing like a baby too just saying yeah. if you need something cathartic. silver surfer is worse i'm just Good gonna to say know. i read both and it's uh so silver surfers uh that one like got an eisner didn't it yes yeah, yeah it's in a yeah. omnibus now yeah, I need to pick that one up. But I mean, yeah, Dan Slot for other recommendations, I'd definitely recommend his uh his uh, Superior Spider-Man. That that's really good. Um I thought that they did really good things with that. Um uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's definitely got back in his groove and I really like his Fantastic Four. And uh, I, I love these kids. I I love these kids as much as Ben loves these kids. <laughs> Which is a lot. A lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so so now we've kind of we kind of touched on the subject. Have you guys got any reading recommendations for for this week? I very much enjoyed Deadpool number six by Kelly Thompson. I haven't been reading the X Men, but uh, Wade has some things to say to the X Men in this issue. <laughs> and um, Emma Frost has there's this there's this panel of Emma Frost with Jeff the Land Shark in her lap, and she just looks like an evil queen, and it's the greatest. 
she, she is an evil queen. I mean, she's like... She's <laughs> she like, is literally an evil queen. Yeah, she's literally <laughs> the white queen. So the artwork's really good. And then also, um, Storm takes a baby land shark to the face. And uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Jeff the land shark is amazing. And I need a pet Avengers with Jeff the land shark. Yeah, there, there is an action figure of him now. I know. <laughs> Why? Why not? <laughs> It's Jeff the freaking land shark. And the fact that, and, and this is just the power of Kelly Thompson, the fact that Jeff the land shark has gotten a action figure so quickly, people have embraced the, Jeff the land shark. You can't not love him. So what about you, Lynn? Are you uh, reading anything in particular? Let's see, last week I read Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. And this week I'm halfway through Authority, which is the second book in the trilogy. Ooh. Good. So the you know the first one's about the expedition into Area X, and the second one is about the people that sent them there. And we're just getting to the point now where things are getting weird. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that sounds good. I think I need to uh, to pick those books up because oh, they are really good. Yeah. And yeah. I'm also excited because my Hero the Ninth showed up today, so I'll be reading that, that next. Giddy in the Ninth is awesome. I cannot um... wait to get into Hero. Do you know what looks interesting? Um, it's not out yet, but I'm intrigued because of the covers I've seen for it and the fact that it's Al Ewing. Um, we only find them when they're dead. That looks amazing. Like, I, and what I, a I have title. Something, right? And I, I'm looking at it, I'm going, oh, this is going to be like along the horror veins of something. I know it is. But at the same time, I'm like, I am very intrigued. That is a must buy. Yeah. Everyone's raving about it. And that Christian word cover is incredible. So I think uh, reading recommendations from me, because as uh, as Lynn well knows and uh, and 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 Sarah knows, uh, I saw Back to the Future last week. Uh, I saw Back to the Future two this week in cinemas, and next week I'm going to see Back to the Future three in cinemas again. And uh, yeah, so so my reading recommendation is actually the Back to the Future series by Bob Gale, which started in 2015-ish. They're really great books and they kind of just, they kind of take in the alternate timeline kind of thing. And that, that's very, they're very good. So I'm going to do a reread of those myself. Um, very excited by that. Really glad that my local cinema is kind of like trying to generate a bit of, a bit of income, obviously, because with COVID-19, they've had to shut. Um, but they're kind of... Uh, they're kind of putting on all these old movies for us, which is great. I love the Back to Future series. Literally all-time favorite franchise other than Marvel. So I'm really looking forward to that. So if you guys have any comments, suggestions, ideas, anything like that you want to send us, uh, we're on Twitter. Our handle is at AtalanRising1 as usual. And our email address is theshow at atalanrising.com. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.